Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Mike. This is Gary. And this is Daniel. Good to be back together again. Yes. You say that every time. I know. He, does. he must know really I, mean it. I do. He, he must like us. I really do. Bit, it's, I uh, think. it's good to be back. Uh, we have a uh, we have an email tonight that we need to. We've got a couple of them that we're going to address, but this one is uh, this one is particularly intriguing. This comes to us from Jay. Yes, not J A Y, just the letter just J. Letter J. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jay, um, before I really get going on your podcast, on your uh, uh, your email, I just want you to first of all, I want you to reach out to your friends and just give them a big old slobbery kiss and a hug because they may have just saved your life tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you to your friends who've referred you uh, this direction. We have a lot to talk about in this particular one, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into this. This is from Jay. Hello, Twelfth Step Podcast. For many years, I've found outlets to satisfy what I have always perceived as a large sexual appetite. My wife doesn't seem to want to have a lot of sex, so I've been involved in affairs, porn use, and regularly have sensual massages. My friends say that I have a sex addiction, and I should listen to your show. Is this really your problem, or am I just a normal guy with needs? Do you know who I immediately thought of when we when I read this? <laughs> who? <laughs> This is going to hurt me, isn't it? This is going to be painful. Reminds me of somebody. I feel like I've, I've heard this before. That's somebody who's on this podcast tonight. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Jay, this uh, this this uh, strikes a familiar chord. That is for certain. So uh, I uh, I know exactly what you're what you're thinking and what you're referring to, and uh, and no doubt about it. Uh, roughly six and a half years ago, when I started down my path of recovery, I asked the very same question. I think I just have an just an enlarged sexual appetite. I mean, mm-hmm. really, almost word for almost word. Almost word for word. Yeah. yeah. And his behavior is literally, uh, literally my behavior. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I can. So we have a we have a lot to talk about, Jay. I'm uh, I'm and I'm glad you're here. That's the first thing. Is thank you very much to your friends and and I hope that we have some things for you tonight that uh, that you you can take with you and uh, um. You can take with you and, and come to some conclusion about what kind of situation you're actually in and, and where you can go for help. Yeah. <clears throat> some so initial thoughts for Jay. Well, it's interesting. Uh, so the first first thing that he says is, "My friends say I have a sex addiction and I should listen to your show." Is this really a problem? Well, that's a question that you need to really, really sit down and wrestle with. Right. Because it, you know, you're going to have to answer that because, you know, until, I mean, isn't that step one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you can't, you can't solve a problem if you're not willing to accept that you have one. And someone else can't point that out for yeah. you. You have to, yeah. it's, it's a, it, it, it's a place in your own heart that says I've got, I've got some issues. I, I'll tell you where I would start with this. Uh, sure. It's the definition of an addiction. There we go. So uh, the definition of an addiction: the continued use of any the continued use of any mind or mood altering substance or experience, even in the face of of negative, negative consequences. consequences. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Even in the face of negative consequences. So the first thing that I think of 
when I think of uh, this email, and he obviously didn't share that, is is that what <clears throat> it may not appear as a negative consequence at this particular moment, probably because I'm guessing that his his significant other, his spouse, uh, his the person he's involved with, may not know. May, may not, not know. know. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot <laughs> of it might be manageable right now. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So go ahead and ask me, Jay. Was I a good addict? I was probably one of the best in the game. I managed. Uh, I managed to keep a lot of balls in the air, and I'm betting that you're probably like me, and that you are pretty good at what you're doing. But uh, there's a day, there will be a day in your future that uh, that keeping all those balls in the air and uh, and taking care of all those things and keeping all the trouble at bay will come crashing down. And uh, and so I'm hoping that that uh, you make some changes in your life before that happens, because that's where you can make some real positive positive impact well i mean just looking at this i the question i have really is if he thinks he's fine why is he asking why did he take the time to listen i'd have to say there's some small part some small jiminy cricket that is saying hey you know this is wrong and it's it's not it's not loud enough you know we've you know, like the rest of us, we've really muted that voice. I don't want to. I don't want to call it wrong. I don't want to call it because I think each one of us jumped in the in the world of addiction yeah. to solve a problem, to yeah. deal with our our world. And I'm not. I'm not. One thing I don't want to do, Jay, is impose my idea of what's right and wrong yeah. into your world. So this may or may not be right or wrong per se, but I will tell you this: that that it's going to be problematic. Okay. The the better way to phrase that would be, some part of his moral code is saying. I'm not comfortable with this. And maybe it's now that his friends have said something that part of him says, Oh, maybe I have a little bit more voice because I have some allies. And so it's, it's kind of creeping up a little bit more. Something definitely motivated him to reach out. Yeah. Right. You know, I would, I think, I think I would ask the question why Uh, something that, that Shane shared with me that has always, always stuck with me. He says, he says that an alcoholic doesn't drink because they're thirsty. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say why, you know, spend some time and, th- and ask yourself why. I mean, you know, right now you're you're telling yourself or believing that you're just a guy with needs. Mm-hmm. Well, and but, you've got to be the most unlucky man in the world, right? I mean, you having this extra enlarged desire married to a woman has this incredibly small or, or a significant other that's in your life has this incredibly non-existent interest in sex. What, mm-hmm. what are the odds that that actually happened? So here's the real question for all of us, right? I mean, have you ever met an addict that's just, that, that didn't say, I just have a, I just have an extra large libido, you know, libido. Yeah, I've sure. just got a stronger desire than everybody else. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty that's, much almost everyone <laughs> that's says everyone that. That's everyone we've ever met. Yeah, because right? that's what we believe, and that's, that's what exactly we continue right. to tell ourselves, mm-hmm. so we're justified and we believe that's exactly that it's okay right. to these behaviors. But, I mean, first off, Okay, let's let's go off the assumption his wife doesn't know. Well, then it's a secret. That's not a good thing. Yeah, it's I not mean, a good thing. That, that's a, a thing. negative thing. So yeah, if you're doing these things and keeping it secret, more than likely you're an addict. Yeah, yeah there's there's yeah. definitely yeah. something going on there. You know, and if she does know and she's not speaking up, it's probably because she doesn't know how. She doesn't know how to stand up for herself right? Um, because she's been traumatized over and over for every time that she maybe has found out and maybe she hasn't told you. Um, or she does, and it's just like you're blowing it off as, oh, I just have a stronger libido, and she's just feeling like garbage. Yeah. I, w- I would also say if she partially knows, that's still a secret. Yeah. Right, right. You know? Yeah. 
And here's the other piece, too, is that, you know, grateful, again, to your friends who said, hey, this is a problem. How long do you think your friends are going to be hanging around in a situation like that? I mean, obviously, they're drawing attention to the fact that there's a problem here because mm-hmm. it's affecting the friendship and the relationship. And that that's not going to last. Yeah, yeah. That's, just... that's another really good question. Why why are they telling you this? That's right. You know? Yeah. That's I a... mean, certainly, certainly... Um, there's a, yeah, there's something there. There's, there's some, clearly there's, something there's there. There's something there, and and they're not doing it for their benefit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I will tell you, Jay, that uh, from my own experience, that that friends go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why that is, but friends just over time go away, and uh, particularly those that there's a strained relationship on. So clearly, they're seeing something. Uh, but those friends will eventually go away, and then in addition to that, this is a very lonely disease. This is, it is. a very lonely. We spend a lot of time uh, alone acting out behaviors that, that, that isolate us and, and take us away from people that really matter in our lives. And, and before long, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just you and you and pornography and it can be a very, very lonely place. So, um, so, so let's give some suggestions to Jay. I think, uh, um, some of the things that, that, you know, where would he go from here? Any thoughts? I got well. I got a couple other thoughts before maybe we jump into that. Oh okay, yeah, I mean, sure. My, my the one question I have is okay because he has a list of things here. You know, has this been escalating? You know, did it start with porn use and sure. then it went to the massages sure. and then it went to affairs? Because if that's the case, that's just another sign of addiction because addiction is something that escalates because we can only get so much out of it, and then after that we move. To something a little it's bit a, more yeah, riskier right. to get that dopamine hit and you know to get get excited again and then that feeds us for so long and then it starts dulling down and then we need to get a big, yeah. another hit again it, it goes back to those to those whys and you know in fact in fact i remember having a conversation with you mike where i said you're gonna have to rethink everything that you think sex exactly. is exactly because it's not exactly. what you think it is and the way you've been using it you know and and i get the same kind of feeling from from Jay here, I did, you know, you know, you talk about having needs, but you know, fair enough. But are those needs really sexual needs, or are there other needs that right, you're just using that. sex to try to fill? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you brought up a great point, Daniel, and that is is that this idea that that you know where we're at today is not where we're going to be tomorrow, and yeah. it certainly isn't where we were yesterday. So, you know, take a take a closer look at that. At, you know. You talk about a massage parlor, and in some places, I don't know where you're at, but uh, but in, the, in our particular location, a massage parlor and that kind of behavior is illegal activity, mm-hmm. which means then the next step for me was hiring a prostitute, which is also very illegal activity. And, uh, to, you know, to find myself, to find myself uh, you know, incarcerated or any of those things in a very public way would have been very, it would have been, that would have been just a horrible, horrible situation yeah. for me. So. And I and I have a hard time believing that you're living in anywhere in, in the country where, where uh, um, that stuff, you know, you're just you're just one step away from illegal activity. It sounds like to me, yeah. and, and you're maybe, one you're one step away from getting caught in that's, illegal that's activity. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, you know, and and let alone with the affairs. I mean, are these affairs with single women? Are they affairs with other married uh, women? Married, and you that's know, right. if their spouse finds out what's going to happen, very there, complex. I mean, there's a lot of negative consequences that could be coming yeah. your way. Yeah. Um, and clearly your friends are seeing enough red flags saying, hey, you need to give these guys a listen to because they know they can't push you towards right. finding help. And yeah. maybe this is their like, hey, go listen. If this connects with you, yeah. 
maybe this is finally the you know the way to crawl out of this hole. That's right. Uh, instead of continuing to dig it deeper. So a couple suggestions to start with, Jay. Uh, the first thing is is that uh, um, Patrick Carnes has a whole universe of uh, of uh, information that's out there on the on the on the internet. So yeah. I, I would connect on to his website. I think he has for each one of us who had started down a path of recovery. The first thing that we did was took some sort of an assessment. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a valuable tool. Um, the questions had been designed specifically because of Patrick Carnes, you know, 30, 40, 50 years worth of working with specifically sex addicts, has a whole knowledge base pool of data regarding mm-hmm. what constitutes sexual addiction and what doesn't. And he had a, it sticks in my mind, it was some 20, 25 questions yep. I yep. think that we would take. Mm-hmm. And based on that score, it would give us a, it would give us some sort of a score that would indicate based on the answers that we gave that we would, you know, do we fall in the category of sexual addiction versus not? Yeah. Based on the whole 30 or 40 years of data that he'd been collecting. And of course, mine came off very high. I was a, I was a high profile uh, situation and I remember that score uh, only later to find out that my score was high enough that they would actually would have suggested that I did a, uh, that I did a, a residential, a residential treatment. Residential, yeah. yeah, I was in the same boat. <clears throat> yep, and so was, was I. And that's, so yeah, so here we are through residential yeah. treatment, folks. That scared the daylights mm-hmm. out of me because uh, quite honestly, uh, um, I was not in a situation where I could have, I could have uh, afforded a, a, yeah. situa- a, a time away from my job and everything else to go to a residential treatment kind of facility. So I believe, the reason I bring that up, Jay, is because I believe that information's out there on the web. Yeah. It would be a worthwhile tool for you to look at, answer the questions, and then evaluate your score based on uh, based on that sort of stuff. Now, uh, there's probably going to be lots of stuff out there, but I would recommend heavily that you you deal with some of the people who really know about this particular issue. Yeah, and his website is gentlepath.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's a great place to go. So gentlepath.com, and I believe there's tools there where you can you can pull down that information and you can compare your results, your score, to those that they consider to be addictive yeah. behaviors, and, and that would be very helpful. The second thing I would do, I would immediately get started in, a, in an SAA group. Um, <clears throat> I think that would be good for you to... Uh, make some connections and get started with that right away. Um, you might come away with that with a keen sense about your behavior in relation to some of the others in the group and, and, and feel very comfortable in saying, yeah, I, I, I think I'm in trouble here. Uh, the third thing I think I would suggest is find yourself a CSAT-trained counselor. Yeah, I agree. Because I think a conversation with a CSAT-trained counselor would be more qualified to make that assessment with you and help you walk through that as well. Any other thoughts? Well, let me think about this. I would go ahead and do it because I don't think you really have anything to lose by trying. I absolutely agree. Yeah. You know, uh, let's say that you are, you really are that guy. You're just remarkably <laughs> You're healthy. Just, yeah. healthy and, maybe, uh, maybe, but do you know what? Taking the assessment and going through that process and, and addressing it honestly you know, you're either going to find out some stuff about yourself or you'll find something else out about yourself. And either either one of those is helpful and useful to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's just the basic testing. I mean, there yeah. was more extensive testing they can yes. do, which really, yeah. I mean, that in itself just opens up your eyes. Um, you know, I, I know I did that and it was just like, wow, I didn't know these things. Um, but that combined with 12-step, that combined with the CSAT therapist, even if you start with one of those, that's at least going to send you in the right direction. That's right. That's um, right. You know, the CSAT 
therapist is probably going to have you do those testing. So I would either start with the 12 step group or the therapist. And, you know, even if you don't know, cause I, I know for me it was like, yeah, I don't really think so. But my therapist was seeing stuff that I was exhibiting, you know, but I was so like nose deaf to it right, because right. it was just every day. Sure. And he was just like, no, no, we're, we're not playing that, <laughs> you know? And it was like, it was so frustrating because it felt like I kept yeah. hitting a wall, but it was because, you know, he was trying to get me to see what everyone else could see right. that I was blind to. Yeah. And so I know it's going to seem scary, but you need that. You need someone that's going to be able to see those things that you're not able to see because you're so in the thick of this. Right. And, you know, more than likely, yes, I would say you have an addiction um, just from your friends mentioning this. Sure. And from some of the things you've said in, the, in, this, in this email, but the only one that can truly get out of this and say, yeah, I have a problem and fix it is you. Right. We can't do it for you. Your wife can't do it for you. Your friends can't. You're the one that has to invest and take the time to do it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. I took a minute and I just uh, looked up Gentle Path, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's here's just a couple questions to think about, you know, that might get you started. All right. Do you have a loss of control over your behaviors? Like, are they compulsive? Do you have a preoccupation with them? Okay. You know, yeah. do they dominate your thoughts? Or, yeah. You know, or you have a hard time focusing on anything but that. Right. Okay. Right. Um, are there significant adverse consequences, you know, and that could look like maybe you're not experiencing them right now, but you could ask yourself the question, if this is found out, Mm -hmm. you know, if this behavior came to light in my primary relationship or at work or at school or with the other relationships in my life, if people might there be adverse consequences and then, yeah, and I think I think you probably know the answer to that. But do you continue to use that despite those consequences, or maybe you've experienced some of? The- but no doubt about it. At least in the the way I read the email is is that those are those are clearly possible in his life. So very challenging. Uh, uh, and 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 I'm going to be honest with you. My um, I'm glad you're here, Jay. I really am. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm, my my heart goes out to you because you have some very difficult decisions ahead of you in the next in the next little while. I hope you. I hope you take to heart what some of the things that we're talking about and that you uh, that you get the help you need because my experience with this stuff is is that your world will your world will come crashing down. It just simply will. It just simply will. There's uh, yeah. there's uh, we're, we're relying on the the good nature of of so many people around us to not say anything and that just that, that'll only go so far. So I hope you get the help you need. And I would I would literally seek out somebody who has expertise in this field, right? I, mm-hmm. I I can't tell you how many people I know that have solicited advice from a counselor who was not CSAT trained, mm. and came away uh, came away with less than adequate advice. Yeah. So you can look at it this way. I've had I've I've even even just recently I had somebody tell me that they didn't think that um, you could be addicted to sex. Or right. That, that was just an excuse or something that was yeah. kind of played off or something like that. And, you know, we were kind of having a conversation. I shared a little bit of my experience. I said, well, you know, that may or may not be true. However, I can tell you that everything I did did not help. But the moment I treated it like it was an addiction, it did get better. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's there's that. Think that, about that. That's you know? very powerful. Well, and, and really the option is now is, you know, go get help now. 
yeah. before everything crashes down, you know, before right. the house of cards comes crumbling down, because at least that way, it's not going to be this massive blow. It's still not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy, yep. but, yeah. you know, you're at least ahead of the game. Yeah, be a high bottomatic. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking the exact same thing. My my hope is is that you're a high bottomatic versus a low bottomatic, and the you know, the only difference is how much shit you lose. That yeah. really yeah. is so. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, you recognize that, wow, there, there is something here to this and that I really ought to consider this and, and get some help, get some help. Yeah. Because, you know, when it starts to fall off, it falls off fast. Yes. And so. you know what? I promise you this kind of stuff rears its ugly head when it will do the most possible damage. Exactly. Yeah. And when it does, you will have zero ability to control it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that saying you have... Um, about truth and uh, secrets oh, or truth oh, and lies. Yeah. When you uh, when you tell the truth, it's in your past. When you tell a lie, it's in your future. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. You know, and even omission, you know, mm-hmm. omitting is still a lie. So mm-hmm. uh, just be aware, everything you're keeping secret is going to rear its head in the future. If you be honest and upfront now, at least it can slip into the past. Yeah, only as healthy as our secrets, right? Yep. So. Wow, what up? No, you're only as sick as your secrets. That's, yes, that's right. You're only as sick as you're your only secrets. sick as your secrets. Yeah. Well, I uh, what a great. I, thank you so much for emailing us. Do you yes, know what? And so I really would really really appreciate it if you keep us in the loop on what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Re- reach out and and then let us know how it's going or what you decide to do and and yeah, because we're in your corner, man. We want to see you succeed. Yeah. Yes. Absolute truth. It actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, Jay, I got the email today, and I, I had a bit of an echo, a trauma echo. I bet you did. <laughs> Only because those are the exact words that I think I recall saying. And I was just like, whoa, oh, this this hurts. This. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've had a lot of the same thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and experienced a lot of the same kind of things. And, and Mike, I know you'll back me up on this. And Daniel, I know you will, too. There's not an aspect of my life now that isn't better right. significantly. Yeah. Absolute truth, you know. Yeah, I mean, even in mine, even the difficult things are still a lot better than yeah. they used to be. Right. You know, because you're just in a different place, and things, the way you see things, the way you respond to things is just completely different. Maybe a final suggestion to you, Jay. Uh, uh, Google the ninth step promise. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a place to start. Uh, the ninth step promise has to do, uh, it's a, it's a, Something associated with uh, SAA specifically, but it's uh, it's very profound, and some of the promises that are a part of the ninth step promises are uh, is, are just absolutely utterly profound. And there 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 was a point in time in my own addictive behavior, my own life, I couldn't fathom those things coming to yeah. fruition. Um, and so you know you'll take a look at it from a from an addictive perspective mm-hmm. and say to yourself, wow, if I could have those things happen in my life, that's uh, that would be a monstrous step in the right direction. Yeah. But I think uh, that may be a place to start, is to, to realize that, that you know, things can be better. Things can. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think you necessarily indicated in your email that things are bad, but my point is is that they can be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you start applying uh, a recovery kinds of perspectives on things, things go... You know, things go in the right direction. And just a, just a side note, if you do, can't go out there and find it, that's like the very beginning of our of every episode is yeah. the ninth step yeah. promise. So we You'll just find reread it. it. <laughs> you can just listen to every the beginning of every episode. That helps. So. There you go. All right. Well, um, 
good to be with you again. Thanks, uh, thanks for the email. And uh, with that, this is Mike saying, uh, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.